Welcome to the Yes, Young Enough to Serve podcast. Here we'll share stories of adults over 55 making a difference and making disciples. I'm Ryan Marcella, and here's our host, Judy Papineau-Wick. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I am back at home after having the joy of serving my mother, who is progressing very well after her uh, fractured hip. But anyway, I'm back home in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and today I have the joy of introducing you to some friends that Wes and I met through family. In fact, I guess they we really are even kind of family, come to think of it. Um, <laughs> Rick is my sister-in-law, our sister-in-law, Barbara's brother. And so we met Rick, or no, excuse me. Yes, Rick is Barbara's brother. And we met Rick and his beautiful wife, Tracy, years ago at uh, family functions and continued to see them at, uh, at weddings and uh, various events. Uh, we have not met or been with them nearly enough. They're a couple that when you meet them and um, you're a Jesus follower, oh, you just cannot help but have a kindred spirit with uh, the love that this couple has for Jesus, for each other, and for humanity. And so Rick and Tracy live in Conway, Arkansas, and I want them to share their incredible ministry, Soul Food Cafe Mission, and then I'll tell them a little bit about the, the time that Wes and I actually got to go and visit their mission. But welcome, Rick and Tracy. So good to have you with us today. Well, thank you, Judy. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Judy. It's our pleasure to be on. Oh, well, we really appreciate it. So, Rick, I wonder if you could just give our listeners um, a background on, um, first of all, explain to them what Soul Food Cafe Mission is and how this was uh, birthed in your and Tracy's hearts. Yeah, well, actually what happened, was we were in full-time in the ministry and uh, going to different uh, churches in Arkansas. And Tracy's always had it in her heart to cook for people. And so every town that we went to, that we youth pastored, associate pastored, whatever our role was, she would find an, e uh, an empty vacant building and say, hey, we could serve uh, meals there. Well, it never really happened during the time that we were full-time ministry. So for 10 years, we just kept looking at buildings. Uh, when we got out, uh, of the ministry full time, and we I started insurance work. Uh, there was a church that uh, needed a pastor, and so I agreed to pastor that church. Now the, the church was uh, very small in, in numbers, probably only eight people there in all. And uh, but we had the building there, and I said, "Hey Tracy, we've got a building now. Why why don't we go ahead and and uh, and cook, and we can you know serve the needy?" And she said, "Can we really?" And I said, "Yeah, let's do it." It was a trailer house, Judy. And wow. uh, she used that little bitty kitchen. <laughs> I remember the first uh, meal that we, well, actually she cooked, was <laughs> Cornish hens. And I, I, can you imagine cooking 80 Cornish hens in a little bitty trailer house Oh, kitchen? my word. <laughs> and uh, then what we did is we actually transported it over to a restaurant that was in the lower income part of town. And we had opened up the doors. The restaurant owner allowed us to, to come in after he closed. And uh, we only had two people come that night. And they were a missionary that were in from Phoenix, Arizona. And so they came and they ate the Cornish hens. But we had like 78 Cornish hens left over. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's when I said I will never cook another Cornish hen in my life. And I... <laughs> 
and I never have. <laughs> but the ministry kind of started there, and then we started getting requests for food, like in a box. And we thought, well, we're just doing hot meals, but yeah, we could. So we we would make up three or so and bring them, and they would all be gone. And then all of a sudden, someone one time left a bag of clothes. And I just thought, oh, my goodness, now we're going to have to throw these away. Why did they even, we don't do clothes. And I'll tell you, that little bag of clothes, clothes are like rabbits. They multiply. And, <laughs> And I'll tell you what, our clothing ministry now is just unbelievable. It's probably mm. at least a fourth of our building. They have it so organized and people are getting clothes. This last Tuesday, we gave out like 2,800 articles of clothes, shirts, pants, socks, it's shoes. It's amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, it. and the ministry's grown from that, you know, that those two meals from our first time that we did it to where, do you remember how many meals we served Tuesday? Oh, I, you know, I never even looked at the report. Do you have Well, that? it's somewhere between three and $500. Yeah. No, no, not, not dollars, dollars, but meals. <laughs> um, since COVID, we have been serving a lot more meals. Um, before COVID, we would do anywhere around maybe two, 285 meals. And then after COVID, you know, it's been, we, back in last summer, we even got as high as over 700 meals in one day. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah. Yesterday, I'm looking here. Yesterday, 311 hot meals went out. And that was actually a very low day. And uh, But normally what's been going on since we've been outside is we've been doing at least an average of about 525 to 550 meals a week now. So it, beginning of the month is very low. So it was low mm -hmm. yesterday. God bless you guys. This is so exciting. Now, since, uh, since COVID, I don't know what the restrictions are like there in Arkansas, but are you actually, um, are you only handing out food boxes now to people that come or, or are you able to do that and have people in your building? Well, our volunteers are in the building. And we, we do by appointment, those people that do need clothing, we allow them to come in, uh, but like one or two at a time, and they, they kind of shop for their clothes. But we've actually put most everything out in our parking lot. We've got some metal coverings out there where we put our extra bread and our extra vegetables. Um, um, also, we include bakery Close. and desserts, Close. clothing is another one. We're giving haircuts out there. And then we're also giving out toiletry items, uh, but it's all pretty much done in our parking lot. And okay. we're still having we're still having a service out of the parking lot as well, and we do baptisms out in the parking lot as well as uh, handing out communion and having communion with people. Oh, that's just another aspect of your ministry that is so beautiful and so incredibly Christ-like. Just absolutely love it. So, can you tell us about? Um, with our ministry, yes, young enough to serve. Of course, we're going after uh, serving potential in adults who are maybe coming up to retirement age or they are retired. Can you tell us about some of the older adults that have just really been serving, been very proactive in serving at Soul Food Cafe Mission and what this has meant to them? We actually have quite a few. I would say yes, the majority. Do of our volunteers are, uh, I would say above 60 and 65. Wow. And they are the biggest help. And uh, you know, they have really good work ethic because they are mature in their age and they've seen life. And um, they really find a purpose here. You know, it's, you think when you get on up in age and uh, 
in years and you think, well, you know, do I really have anything left to give? And they do. And um, even, I mean, I can just think about Larry and Mary, they're married and they work in our warehouse almost every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And they're, you know, she's not in the best of health at all, but they still, they give and they do what they can and they unload, you know, boxes and sort through things. And uh, I can think of a lady named Miss Sandy is what I call her. And uh, she started with us probably 10 to 12 years ago and she was in her seventies. Well, now she's fixing to turn 82 years old. And up until COVID, she was still extremely active in my kitchen. And I mean, she could still work circles around me. And uh, <laughs> just her, her work ethic, oh just my blew, word. her work ethic would just blow your mind. And wow. um, she was raised to, you know, work hard and she does. And, uh, but she did not sit still, honey. She was around that kitchen more than anybody and uh, just working hard. And we just, we have so many like that. I can think of Pat is in his sixties. He does, he bails all the cardboard in this building. He picks up donations. He does construction projects. I mean, we have Mr. Bill Reed that attends a local church here in town and he's not here all the time, but Rick knows that he can pick up the phone and give Mr. Bill a, you know, construction project and he's on it and it's going to be well built and you're never going to be able to make it fall down. And um, so there's just so there's so much that older folks, our seniors still have to give back. Right. And, you know, and they love the Lord and they want to do for him and they don't want to sit at home in front of the TV, you know, and um, there's just so many of them. I'm trying to think of more. Well, Romy helps us. He's actually helping extend our fence right now. And Romy's in his 70s. I'm not exactly sure. He just had a birthday, but I don't remember how old he is. Probably middle 70s. And so he's actually digging holes, putting down four by four posts and uh, and actually building a, a, a privacy fence to extend it down just a little bit further for us. I, I really don't know what we would do without the people that are retired in the, you know, 60 and above, because this whole, it's really the lifeblood of Soul Food Cafe Mission. And what's so interesting, Judy, is that we were running low of some volunteers. And so Trace and I just grabbed hands and we prayed and we said, God, and I'm talking about, we just did this like a week or so ago. <laughs> was it, was it even a week? It was a week ago. Yeah. And uh, we said, Lord, we're needing some volunteers. Could you please help us? And, and man, this Tuesday this, we yeah. had Kay who she's in her late sixties. No, late seventies. Oh, she's in her late seventies. Right. And then another <laughs> Kay is in her, she just turns, she's turning 65 we this week. And then uh, CISA is in her 60s, middle 60s. Um, but they just, they just showed showed up. They had been gone yesterday. for a long time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're back. And, and Tracy came to me and said, remember, we prayed. God just answered our prayer. We had more than we needed in the kitchen to do everything we needed to do. And we had more in the warehouse than we needed to do. And God just flooded them back in. So it's amazing. This is so amazing. I wished our listeners, and we'll obviously direct them to your website, so there'll be some pictures. I wish they could just catch a a picture of what it looks like. When Wes and I pulled down that little dirt road in Conway and followed your instructions and turned the corner and saw the, I don't know, barn type, whatever warehouse, mm -hmm. it's just huge. Right. And there were so many cars lined up to get boxes of food. And at that time, this was probably a year and a half or two years ago when Wes and I visited. And 
we were just not prepared for the bigness of your ministry, bigness by the amount of people you serve and the uh, the one-stop shop, if you will, on the services that you provide for people and the way that you just present Christ in such an amazing way. So Rick, how, just for people that are into square footage, which I'm not, but just so people <laughs> will know, what is the square footage of that honkin warehouse that you have there? Uh, it's 14,400 square feet. In oh, a, is it? Oh, it is. I'm it's so 120 sorry. feet by 120 feet. And in, in the middle, it's about 25 feet tall. Okay. So you guys, you get it. It is big. And when <laughs> Wes and I went in, Rick and Tracy knew that we were, uh, you know, we were stopping by that day. And so uh, when we told the greeter that uh, we were wanting to connect with uh, Rick and Tracy, uh, they immediately took us to Rick. And of course, it was um, uh, on on the day that it's the the full bore ministry on Tuesday, and so he had uh, a lot going on. It was Conway again, you guys. It was sweating. It was very very humid, middle of summer, <laughs> but uh, Rick had a lot on his plate, so we weren't gonna you know chat it up with him right then. But I just said, Rick, uh, while we're here in Conway, if we can uh, get your parents' address, Wes and I would love to go visit them before we went back to our other place where we were uh, serving. And he's like, well, you can see them now. They're over. And he points over, and there are Walt and Arlene serving. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Rick, how, how old are your parents? Well, uh, my mom is 78 this year. My dad's. I said 78. Okay, I got it backwards. Uh, go ahead and tell him the ages. Sorry, now. his Forget mom is 87 and his dad is 88. Okay, you guys, so minus a year and a half from last year, you have people that are in their late 80s serving Jesus without missing a beat. And it was so amazing to go over and see the station where they served and something else your dad did that I've obviously never forgot. I mean, all of a year and a half, I haven't <laughs> forgot. That's a, that's a good thing. Um, but your dad stood up and he had just some fatherly words for the precious people that you serve. What, first of all, what I loved is you weren't asking people to necessarily set through a service before they eat. They had, they had two shifts going. You could eat if you wanted to and then come to a service. If you wanted to come to a service first, whatever. And if you didn't want to go to a service, you could eat and leave. But everyone that we saw there, they were doing one or the other, and then you just saw the ones that uh, were eating. Boy, they couldn't wait to come and get their seat for the service uh, following the change of guards. But at one of those times, your dad stood up and he just admonished the people not to take items that were given there, not to take them back to stores to try and cash them in and get refunds. The thing I liked about that is because all of us, no matter where we are in our walk of life, we need instruction. And your dad was giving fatherly instruction that day that I just thought, well, Walt, way to go. Because he just explained it, that if, uh, if too many people went and tried to return their goods at stores that had donated to you, well, that was obviously going to hurt the integrity of your ministry. And I just 
anyway, that just stood out to me that your dad and mom, they were doing it all. They were serving food, cutting hair, whatever, but they were doing it all that day. And then even admonishing the people and training. They're yep. amazing. That's grandpa. <laughs> I loved it. So is there a story that you can tell us? Um, I'm sure you have many stories, but about people that have come through your ministry that have been among the people that you've served. So I'm not talking about the volunteers now, but the people that you have served that coming to Soul Food Cafe Mission, that it has transformed their lives for Jesus. Yeah, Judy, there was a, a, a man, He's I'm going to say he's probably in his 50s, mid 50s, and he came with uh, overalls on or coveralls on and uh, he had this big hat i've really never seen too many people wear around here but big old farmer's hat he looked like a, a farmer and he just needed a tractor and he came with his pickup truck and he was very uh standoffish he was very abrupt with us uh i don't know he he, he seemed like he was a very bitter man and uh he says this is the first time i've been here uh, how do you do this and and i began to tell him he says, you mean I can just go through that open market? I can pick whatever I need? I said, absolutely you can. I said, when you're done at one o'clock, we'll get you a food box. And then as you drive around the building, you'll have a hot meal too. He says, and this is all free? I said, absolutely it is. Well, that progressed. He kept coming back. Well, finally, one day he said, listen, you guys have given me so much. I want to give back. And so can I volunteer? And I said, yes, absolutely. You can volunteer. And his name is John. So John came and volunteered. Now we have another minister that's here too, and his name is Randy. And he goes around and he prays for people in the parking lot. We have a few people that will do that. And, and Randy uh, was talking to John. John had had some tingling in his hands. There's something not wrong with his hands, not working right. I don't know if it's carpal tunnel or what. And so Randy says, well, John, let me just pray for you because I believe God can heal you. And John says, well, whatever you want to do. And so Randy <laughs> began to pray for him. But something happened to John. And he came around later on that day to get a, a hot meal. And I was standing there and I said, well, how's it going for you today, John? And he said, man, you know, that guy that goes around and prays for people. And I said, yeah, he prayed for me. And I'm telling you, see, he's got some connection to God or something because my fingers, <laughs> there, that's something happened there. I mean, it, it was really, really strange. Wow. <laughs> so uh, John now is a regular volunteer with us. Oh, and I love it. Yeah, and honestly, Judy, I, I still don't know exactly where he is with the Lord, but I can mm -hmm. see it progressing. Absolutely. He's going to make a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ one day Absolutely. real soon. Absolutely. We have another lady who uh, comes, her name is Mary, and uh, she, in, in, a, in, in the at the end of the message, we did an altar call and asked if anybody wanted to give their heart to Jesus Christ, and she raised her hand, and she prayed the sinner's prayer. And then, of course, I encouraged them to be water baptized. And, uh, and she didn't do it, but she, she keeps wanting to do it. Now the winter came on and COVID was here. So she has all these excuses. Well, she texted me just last week and she said, I just want you to know, I'm going to do it May 4th. I mean, that's all she put. We hadn't talked about this in months. And all of a sudden she just put, I'm going to do it on May 4th. And he knew exactly what she meant. I knew exactly yeah. what she meant. I said, I bet May 4th is a Tuesday. And I went to the calendar mm -hmm. and sure enough, it oh. is. Love and it. so she's going to get baptized. And Miss Mary, oh. yeah. She yeah. has been a precious volunteer for what, probably a couple of years now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, just un unbelievable. Tracy, tell them about the lady that you met at the gas station. Miss Rhonda. Um, well, 
several years ago, the Lord had spoke to me about reaching out more to the homeless because, you know, in, in my conversation with the Lord, you know, I told him, I said, Lord, you know, we've been doing this at that time. We'd been doing it 15 years. Now it's been 19 years. And so about four years ago, I was laying in bed and he just told me, you know, you need to go get the homeless. I said, Lord, I thought that, you know, they were coming to us. He said, you know, they're not, uh, you know, they would straggle through and a few here and there, one or two, whatever. He said, no, he said, it's time to go get them. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know where they are. And he said, I'm going to show you. I said, okay. Mm. So I got in, first thing I did was get in contact with a police officer, friend of ours, and uh, had him tell me where some of the camps were and where they were. And I made a list. Well, anyway, so time progressed. I had been tromping woods and finding them, helping them. You know, what do you need? I'll get it to you. And all this, well, I also made it a practice just to kind of keep a watch as I drove through town to see if any were charging their phones at gas stations or whatever. Well, I pull up to Roadrunner one day, a gas station on the Greenbrier exit over here, and I pull up and I see a lady sitting at one of the picnic tables outside the gas station. And um, just I heard the spirit of the Lord say, I want you to go talk to her, go get her story, go make connection with her. And I said, okay. Mm. So I pulled up, I parked, I got out and I just walked up to her and I said, Hey, I said, um, my name's Tracy. What's yours? And she said, I'm Rhonda. I said, oh, okay. Hey Rhonda. And we just started talking and you know, she, I said, well, what's your story? Tell me what's going on. And she started telling me, uh, her life of addiction to drugs and how she was, if she didn't get in a rehab soon, she would lose her son. Mm -hmm. And all of these things going on, separated from her husband and her dad had her son. Anyway, basic, long story short, got her a hotel room that night. She stayed in it, made that connection with her, and she ended up getting a ride to Hot Springs, Arkansas to get in a rehab. We mm -hmm. stay connected to this day, and she has been clean and sober now for over three and a half years. And, um, but you know, what what if I hadn't stopped you know there yeah. are no what if, there's no what ifs in God's kingdom but when you think about it if you don't stop when the Holy Spirit tells you to and do yes. what he says to do you don't know where people are at right at that moment oh you know? Trace that's a so. beautiful story and just God bless you hun for your faithfulness and being obedient to God that is absolutely beautiful well, she came by, uh, I want to say about a year and a half ago, yeah. and she told her testimony. I asked Rick, <laughs> asked her, hey, Rhonda, you want to give your testimony? And she kind of got, oh, a little jittery, you know, and but she took the microphone and she told her testimony and it blessed some folks. You Look know? what God can do. Yes. And now yeah. she's living, yeah. living in Hot Springs. Her God has put her family completely back together. She has her son. She has her husband. She's been clean for three and a half wow, years. And she is plugged God. into a church in Hot Springs and mm. she's living completely for God right now. Wow. Praise so. God. Oh, Tracy, I hope that just inspires all of us. <laughs> it inspires me just to keep seeking God for who we can reach out to today. Exactly. You know, we may not all have opportunities to minister to the masses, but who can we reach out to in the name exactly. of Jesus today? Exactly. And I just think that's Amen. a beautiful story of your faithfulness. Well, in closing, I just want to say that on that, um, the day that Wes and I um, had the privilege of going to uh, 
Soul Food Cafe mission. And Rick had asked me before we, uh, knowing the day that we were coming, he asked me if I would preach that day. And that was an opportunity that I will never, ever forget. Now, I know when so I first stood up, it was raining so hard. And in this building, I'm not going to say the right word, but it's like this stainless steel corrugated ceiling. I, don't, I know it's not stainless steel, but it's No, like, it's, it's close. <laughs> it is like you, you, you hear things big time way. And I remember standing up and saying, wow, are we either, are we in war right now or is it raining? And the people assured me that was just rain, but it was so, so loud. And then going to the kitchen, uh, Tracy, which is your uh, crown jewel there, I, again, our people cannot believe it. And we were talking July and all the humidity mm -hmm. and they oh, were yeah. in there frying chicken yep. for the multitudes. And it <laughs> was amazing. So you yeah. have these women and men <laughs> that are sweating profusely, but it's yes. like, you just know that every sweat <laughs> drop, Jesus is, Jesus has, he has your back. And it's- That's right. So yep. Exactly. At the conclusion of our day, Wes and I, uh, Rick graciously offered to take us on a tour. And again, I'm, I, I don't mean to just keep repeating myself by, you cannot believe what we saw, but honestly, we were so impressed with forklifts, with these boxes of, uh, of food that have been donated or sold very inexpensively uh, to Soul Food uh, Cafe. But it was like all of these boxes and boxes and there's, you know, people running around doing all kinds of stuff. And so I said to Rick or I asked him, I said, Rick, I'm just curious how many I know a lot of these people are volunteers, but how many employees do you have? And Rick, I remember you just laughed at me in a good way, <laughs> and, like you are now. And, sorry. <laughs> and he just said, Judy, there, there are no employees here. And I go, no. well, you and Tracy. And he no. said, no, everyone here volunteers. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely blown away. I've told that story so many times. So if you're listening today and you go to... Uh, soul food cafe mission it's on our website or you can google it i there is not a ministry that i could endorse more heartily than soul mm -hmm. food cafe mission in conway arkansas this is a couple you can tell by this interview today they love jesus with all of their hearts and they love people in the name of jesus um, in just such an amazing way rick and tracy the kingdom of God is richer and so incredibly blessed by you. Thank you for loving Jesus and loving people so much. And my prayer is that not just one, but many people will listen to this podcast and that people will respond by blessing your ministry because it is just invaluable for the kingdom, what you guys are doing. So thank you so much for letting me interview you. And Rick, could I have you please say um, a prayer in closing uh, for our listeners? Absolutely, I can. Father, we come to you right now. Lord, we're so thankful that you are in control. We live in a world, Father, that seems to be out of control and wickedness seems to be growing. But Father, you said that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that you would raise a standard against him. 
And Father, we are that standard. So Father, I pray that you would stir the hearts of the people, that they would see the need. And that Father, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. And Father, a lot of times workers are few because they feel like they're, they can't add anything. They can't do anything. But Father, let them see all the opportunity that is before them to even love on someone, to counsel with someone, to pray with someone, to bring moral support, whatever that may be. But Father, your Holy Spirit, I know, orchestrates all of that. And Father, I pray for Judy and Wes Wick that you would bless their ministry, the Yes ministry. And Father, that people that are retirement age or close to retirement age, yes. those, Father, that are in their 70s and even 80s and, Father, even 90s, had, Father, that you would wake them up to the calling, that their life is important, mm, yes. that they're needed, that, Father, you can use them. Now, Father, yes. thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for drawing men and women, boys and girls to you. And thank you, Lord, for using all of us. Yes. We mm. love you now. We praise you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us today. For more information about YES and to find this episode's show notes, you can visit us online at yestoserve.org. Also, if this podcast was helpful or encouraging to you, please share it on social. And if you would be so kind, please leave a rating and review. And if you're not yet a subscriber, I don't know about you, but I only listen to the podcasts I'm subscribed to. So hit subscribe. It's absolutely free. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time.